Do you ever look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, fuck you, buddy. I'm just kidding. Uh, Do you ever look yourself in the mirror and say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Or, who do you think you're fooling? Or something along those lines. Um, Because if so, I think you're probably not alone. I think a lot of humans think about stuff that is different than what they talk about and different than what they allow others to believe about them or at least they present in such a way that would lead others to believe something different about them than what is actually so. And I think that's called hypocrisy. And I'm interested in it. Um, I think that most humans have a little... A little sprinkling of it here and there. At least everybody's got a little something, I think. Unless you got some kind of purity going on that I'm unfamiliar with. Um, and if you do, keep it yourself, you, you braggart. Um, but no, if you do, that's great. And I hope you're spreading that message wherever you go. I, on the other hand, am spreading the message of hey, I think we're all messed up and let's look at it and talk about it out loud. Um, So I think we all live with contradictions all the time and I think it makes us kind of crazy in a way because we know there's something wrong about it and we just can't seem to stop. And I think that's okay, but I also don't think it's okay because I tend to judge myself and others for their hypocrisies. And uh, I keep finding new ones in myself and others. Um, And so I think it's going to be a long struggle if I decide to make this, you know, my mission to change something about people. But I think that if I just explore it and look at it and maybe just talking about it um, will help others realize that we're all doing it it's okay we're a bunch of goofs on this planet look around look around at what we do oh my what a bunch of ding-dongs so let's talk about it it's kind of funny it's pretty sad too but it's kind of funny sometimes and it's at least entertaining and interesting enough to explore in my opinion so i asked my friend josh who was way back in the early episodes if he would come back to be uh, the first ever guest on a full-length episode of Hypocrite's Corner, the way I intended it to be, where it's not just me talking, but it's me talking to somebody else about this stuff. So he was courageous enough to come on and say what he wanted to say. Um, And I thank him for that. And I also want to thank him for sticking around to play some music afterward. Um... I 
have always been petrified of so-called jamming. Um, I've just never done it with anybody. I'm always too self-conscious. I don't know how to tune a guitar very well, much less play in tune with somebody else and know the chord. I don't know very many chord names. And anyway, I've always avoided jamming. And uh, Josh is one of the few people who's you know who I feel comfortable enough to do it with. And so we just did a few random off-the-cuff things without saying a word to each other about what it would be. And uh, it was really fun. And I just picked um, my favorite of the three and put it here in the middle. So uh, enjoy our little conversation. It starts out a little complainy, I think, but uh, it gets good. It gets better. All right. Check her out. So now jewels are the new dip. Is I that what's going on? I like guess so, you're yeah. vaping. You're just still getting like some kind of minty nicotine or flavored nicotine into the teen brain. I don't. They scare me because isn't it some massive, massive dose? I yeah, can't. I, I think just. It is, yeah. I mean, the, whatever it says on the bus ads, warning against it. Yeah, it's concentrated. Like, it's the equivalent of like multiple packs of <laughs> yeah. cigarettes or something in <laughs> and one you just of those like things. Toke off of yeah, it. Yeah, you just nail it, and yeah, yeah it's like a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we're running out of stuff to ingest, so people yeah. are making up new stuff. Well, that's, you know, speaking of ingest, the uh, alcohol is, you know, I find that one of the biggest hypocrisies mm-hmm. in the world. And I, Absolutely. I don't want to be... The, the legality of alcohol versus... Preachy the, about it, but yeah, I think... Illegality of everything else. But also, there's just the promotion of alcohol is this... and. Don't get me wrong. It's like people use it, have great celebrations, great times, great meals, great festive things, like taking none of that away. I think in America and like where I grew up and what like tasted good to me was like, you know, not my dad's dip out on the fishing (laughs) boat or whatever, but him taking that Budweiser, you know, the old like pull tab and giving me a drink of that, you know, so I'm 12 years old and tasting like a cold Budweiser, you know, just one drink and then my grape soda or whatever. But like from an early age, you're kind of taught that that's like freedom, you know, it's totally cold beer. Yeah. Yeah. Regular beer. You're a grown up now. You get to do this. Yeah. So that it was like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm indoctrinated in early age into like the, the religion of beer. Well, you're allowed to advertise it. And, you know, mm-hmm. there was plenty of that. Baseball um, games. and It's everywhere. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's on every corner. You can buy it from, most places you can buy it from 6 a.m. until 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So for four hours, you can't get it. Yeah. And then you can get it. Again. And during the rest of the hours, you got plenty to last you yeah. those four hours, you know. Well, and there so. are other ways to get it if you if you really need it, you yeah. know. And, yeah. and the place is closed or the place isn't, you know. Yeah. I mean, there are places that are open that carry alcohol. Yeah. They might oh, not yeah. sell it. Between those hours. The brain power that we expended as like college kids to like drive to Indiana where the beer was the cheapest and they would sell it to you without, you know, carding you. Was it also that three, two beer or whatever? Yeah, there was near beer beer? consumed a lot in the Midwest, but it was. You got to drink twice as much. Keystone light and just. That's all, one of the worst. All the worst. All the, the worst, worst things. Black label. Yeah, black label. That's one of the oh, worst. Yeah. Putrid. The shits that happen the morning after uh, black label. Like black label every, is the worst. People know that's just. Is it really? No, it's like it's, notorious? Yeah. For the aftermath. The, but there's a bunch of those kinds of Midwest. I think of them as sort of like Midwest. Shit beers. Shit beers that yeah. people just drink. Nat you know? Light. 
Yeah, Natty likes to skip. That's so gross. But anyway, so right, yeah, so let's no. talk about the hypocrisy of it. Though, like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I just in society, in society, like just how people are totally accepting of it as a thing that you do. I think you're encouraged and, to do it. It's yeah. it's definitely something that everybody wants you to do. Hmm. There's the mass amount. I would. I mean, I'm not like I have no numbers to back this up. But I would no, but say, just, you could just anecdotally that's true. Yeah, it's you, you think peer it's, pressure it's is, more uh, usual for someone to drink a drink after work than not. Right. And or actually you, people yeah. will get weird with you yeah. if you don't. Unless you have a non-alcoholic beer, of course. No. So that's, I mean, that's why mm. I think this, the way well, non-alcoholic beer is treated or thought of in society in America. Again, I want to make a distinction because yeah. I do think I'm an it's American different. and I grew up this way. Yeah. And, the way you know it. Yeah. And it's, it's different here too, the way it's, treated yeah there's more sure. taboo yeah I, around I find stuff it completely different I mean, we were just you know traveling and over in europe and there was definitely a noticeably different relationship with alcohol mm-hmm. in another like white or anglo whatever you know totally safe and otherwise Euro. similar place yeah and yeah. and in some ways like it's funny that i traveled to copenhagen or denmark so many times because this was the third trip over there mm-hmm. and it's funny when you go somewhere like a third time where you don't need to go there anymore to sort of see what the experience is or what right. the place is like. And you even don't need to go there again because you kind of, in two trips, already like caught all the cool sights and stuff. So the th- the last time, that's this third time, at least for Yuri and I, was so interesting because we were almost felt a little more just it was normal at and at home. Yeah. But then within that, things came to the surface about the culture we were visiting right that get all to know a little bit more of the behind little, the scenes got a little hypocritic let's just say okay. you know in like a different and they were having an election right then as oh. well so there were a lot of posters up of all the different politicians and i don't i, I don't want to speak like i understand uh scandinavian politics but it yeah. was it was fascinating to be there which and white guy was in the lead yeah, and yeah, it was. Yeah. They have really interesting way they do political posters, though, where all the posters have to have the exact same format, hmm. and they're only able to identify themselves with a different color. So they can't even use a different font. Wow, so that's by interesting. Law, they have to make all of their propaganda like, and it's yeah. plastered everywhere. But look almost exactly the same. That's bizarre. So then it's, it's just the numbers? It's just like a matter of who it's, can get more of them? Yeah, it's up. just like a picture of this person's face, and they have you who, know, some of their... Which face do you like more? Or which color yeah, do you like more? Exactly. That's bizarre. And I then, can't figure yeah. out if that's really smart or kind of fascist. I, yeah, it seemed, it seemed <laughs> a little fascist. But I, I'm, again, I'm not judging. I'm just remarking on like the the different types of relationship yeah. that, that and they're a very hard drinking culture as well. Oh, so yeah. I think that's like most of what, Europe is. Yeah, what I'm talking about are like Germany, hard drinking, Japan. But they, hard but they don't judge it. The, the weird thing about the U.S. is that we have we do these things to excess, but then we also create taboos around them, and we also create all these all the stigma about yeah not doing it or doing it the wrong way or doing too much or too yeah. little or any like there are all these rules about the right way to be fucked up or something. But alcohol seems like it has the least amount of rules of all of them where it's such this inclusive, like everybody's <clears throat> going to do yeah. that. Like, right. Who, whoever like goes through life saying like, Oh, I'm never touching a drop. You know, that's, I'm sure there are people out there. Yeah. And Usually if they've had some bad experience or right, seen somebody yeah, exactly, life yeah. fall apart or something. Right. You know, so they're, you well, know, that's what I was going to say about like a non, a non-alcoholic beer is basically just, 
to other people is just like, oh, okay, that person's a recovering addict. Or yeah. Something. Like that. Yeah. And they'll just leave you alone immediately. Yeah. yeah. Even if you aren't, they'll just make that assumption. Yeah. Who would ever drink one? Uh, not to get the. Why, why wouldn't you just have a beer? Yeah. Know, exactly. You know? And that's the. This. I don't know if it's stigma or what it is, but I think it's an interesting sort of mindset that that is just not there in other places. And I think eventually America, because it's it's a generational thing. I don't think it's and I, and again I'm in my limited scope of white America or well, the and Bay also Area just bubble this or, short you know life, you know, just a short yeah, history, my, whatever you know, my scope of history years on, on the planet. <laughs> I just I I think that that it's changing in a generational sense that the hypocrisy is, is going to be, uh, overcome. Mm-hmm. And actually I have to give credit to Ajax who came up with the term being post alcohol. So he's like, I'm, I'm not alcoholic or I don't, I'm just post alcohol. Kind of, I'm over it. Yeah. You know, and that that's feeling how I feel of like, it. it's what it is. I understand what it is and mm-hmm. the power it has to, and how it's ruined lives and how it's, enhanced lives and done all the things it's done but yeah. for me personally it's like i'm post it i'm over it. yeah i like, like it i, I like that it way of looking it. at it yeah. I, I, I hopefully he'll let us borrow that adopt that phrase and use it <laughs> um yeah that's how i feel about it personally and i and i also personally wish that more people would feel that way about it yeah yeah um i just think it's actually so much more harmful than anything else yeah like any other thing that you put in your body yeah well i really the, do i yeah. think it's way way worse than all the other drugs that are all the class one narcotics and yeah. all you know uh i mean i guess you could argue you know now that like opioids and those things like those are right seriously yeah. or fentanyl or whatever yeah. the shit that's yeah. dangerous because the dosage is unknown or, yeah. the, or the source is unknown but i'm just talking about as a substance that's been around and yeah. people regularly take into their bodies yeah alcohol is the only one that doesn't get judged or you know you're not a criminal for doing it right and it's easily the worst of yeah in all of the repercussions that come from daily use or that you know it's ruining more lives than any other and that's like the real hypocrisy is the the medical sort of facts and the way they're they're not really fleshed out for you, you oh know? Wine, so there's a couple like glasses of wine are yeah, good for you exactly <laughs> glasses a day are good i for mean you. it's kind of ridiculous that people bought that i bought that like I as a that one. it's such, I, such how, nonsense again it's like we're talking about me scrolling through my news feed mindlessly and it's like i i also recognize like after it's only been about seven or eight months that i haven't been drinking alcohol other than non-alcoholic beers mm-hmm. all the damn time <laughs> but that's you know whoa, he, does he have a problem because it's, you know, he, he wants a beer so bad he's got to have the next best thing. And I'm like, no, I just like beer. Yeah, I like, if you the, like taste the taste of it. Also, you've been in the habit of having yeah. a beer. And I don't associate much negative with it, to be honest. Like, it, there there are, like, negative things in my life that yeah. have alcohol around them. But in general, alcohol is an okay friend to me, you know, it was not really thing that you personally. Yeah. I mean, it was, but you must've known lots of people for whom it was. Yeah. Yeah. Bad and, news. and that's, that's where I would ask them about, uh, you know, is it okay to drink non-alcoholic yeah. beer? And for a lot of people, it's very, just a personal different journey. And mm-hmm. you know, it's the language is always interesting to me of like 12 step programs. Cause that's sort of what people know is like, that's the way. Right you get sober in any other way. You know, there's books from the seventies that are like willpower is not enough. You know, yeah. like you can only do this with a 12 step program. That's part of why I left it. Cause I yeah. didn't like 
the idea that that's there's one and only way. Yeah, know, that's just different a, it's everybody. a ridiculous notion. And I think within the twelve step program, I know if I went and attended and become part of it, it is a bunch of stories. And that's you know I I'm not trying to disrespect it in any way. There's shape, lots or and lots of great stuff in um, twelve step. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. not. I mean, but it's just like but that it's feeling not of it's bad a for catch all yeah. for everyone. Yeah, and neither is anything. Yeah, but and the, neither the, should it be. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the health aspect is, I think, that you brought up is the most key fact mm. that, you know, you drink it in any kind of quantity and it's not healthy for you. Yeah. Really, you know. Well, that's what I would, like when people are trying to use the two, like the wine argument. Yeah. I I read this article. I Well, there are lots of articles. <laughs> I saw this thing. It said it's really, it's the antioxidants and that, you know, it's really not bad. Yeah. And I would just say to them, Honestly, do you think it's better to put two glasses of red wine into your stomach and your liver yeah. or to not do that? Like, yeah. Which is actually better for your body? Yeah. And they well, it doesn't it doesn't say that it's harmful. It's not bad in any, you know. Yeah. And then you hear the same story about chocolate a few years later. Yeah. A little bit <laughs> yeah. of dark, yeah. chocolate, dark chocolate Don't is actually mind all good the sugar and <laughs> Yeah. It's not not bad for you. It's actually good for you, you know. Yeah. Who's yeah. behind these these uh campaigns you know you know damn well who yeah is. why Capitalist is why is it important pigs. why is it important for the news to talk about wine being but, good for you well but it's more that's than a societal <clears throat> that's a choice to put to like hand that influence down into society yeah. coming through this corporate channel but it's and i don't want to be all tinfoil hat but the <clears> thought <throat> i do control i mean the the weakness yeah. that alcohol creates Oh yeah, is valuable. It's it's valid. That's yeah. It's That's totally. You can somebody suppress. Wants, somebody wants that weakness yeah, yeah. more than the people who are the ones consuming it. It's, and that's just. I grew up in Ohio. I've I've watched. You know, my uncle died from it. You mm-hmm. know, drunk driving crash, drowned mm-hmm. in a ditch. You know, thirty two years old or something Ugh, like that. I'm sorry, man. So you know, it's like, and my family. You know, we don't gather around the the grist mill and talk about it, you know, like there was no discussion about, Oh, it was a drunk driving thing, you know? So then off I go into, you know, high school and with watching my brother getting, you know, suspended or arrested Mm -hmm. for having beer at the wrestling match instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. being on the football practice field or whatever it is, you know, people just watching alcohol, like, Mess, like, mess things up yeah just like messy paws that's on everything it around it just you makes know? a mess everywhere it is and just riding riding it you know yeah. like a it's fun it's like definitely a, fun but yeah, it, like it makes it's messy it always makes things messy it makes relationships messy it makes yeah. i mean it, this is something i've talked about before <clears throat> there's there are countless millions of unwanted children because of alcohol in my <laughs> opinion for real like people that accidentally got you know yeah they got pregnant because they were drunk yeah or they became they got into a relationship because they were drunk yeah that happens all the time and, that, and they don't think you know, about another drug that does that to the populace the way alcohol does i like can't on any scale one. i can't think of a single one that's even close you know no There's, i mean if you did ecstasy then you might wind up like within a one night stand <laughs> but you would then the next day be like oh man I was I was way out. That was a crazy yeah. thing, you know. You'd also have some glow sticks laying next to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, where were you all night? Totally. Pacifier somehow yeah. wound up in the, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I think it's, to me, that that's the, the 
pervasiveness of it from like a young age to middle age to adult. It's like, it will always be this, not a cloud, but like a presence Mm -hmm. over. And I don't think it's just American society. I do think it's it's the world. It's the whole world. world. And, and even, you know, they would say, well, ancient peoples also made alcohol. It's like, yeah, I get it. You know, they also, they also fucked up and had messy stuff go wrong. Yeah. I was like, they're, you know, destroyed lives. They they had pain, psychological pain, whatever, you know, there, there was some seeking going on and there is like a, an element to it that is, I think is like spiritual still with, if you mess with your consciousness in any way, you're, you're altering your spirit. You're trying to be the, crafter of your own course in a way and at least could go awry at least in the beginning yeah like with alcohol you could do it the first few times and have that sort of opening experience yeah it's still a depressant but it would have a such a new it would have such a novel feeling that you'd be like this you know and you could do that a number of times but then it the diminishing returns with alcohol (laughs) seriously it's a steep steep decline yeah no i my best friend from junior high you know the i i didn't actually ever get drunk until maybe like junior year of high school which was like late most of my friends had already messed around with it so yeah i was like, fairly late i was a sophomore year probably yeah. and i'm pretty thankful for that that i wasn't drinking or smoking Smart, pot until, wait, wait, until yeah. i was like yeah, i wasn't smoking pot until i was 18 but it's so like 16 and crying walking around the neighborhood with my best friend who i'm i still see he was just mm-hmm. here visiting and he still laughs about how bad I cried the first time I got drunk. Just like, and you were just crying just because you were no idea why. Yeah, just, just like open something up. Yeah, and you were letting <laughs> yeah. it all out. Yeah, so yeah, wow. depressant overload. You know, just but like in a in a kind of cathartic, yeah. and memorable way. You needed way, to release the right. Thing. So that's like and a, you were with your buddies. So yeah, you felt strong, safe yeah, enough to strong do strong memory it. and like yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so it's like something we've always. Shared, but I don't think like talked about too much. But he's yeah. got he's got that over me, you know. Well, you, and you just shared it with whoever happens to be listening. Right, but yeah. but that it's nothing to lord over you. That's a that's a great vulnerable moment to share because it's. Yeah. A, I think that. Well, I've been crying lately. I'll just, if we want to talk about crying a bit, yeah. um, as as a not on not like setting out to do it, but when it comes up, I don't stop it. When I used to, you know, I used yeah. to. I I didn't used to stop it, but it used to stop itself. I used yeah. to like start it's to cry and I was just like choked up and yeah. couldn't really do it. Yeah. But lately I've been able to and I've been actually using music. Thank you. Awesome. I've been using music to get there. Like yeah. to to like trigger an emotional response. Like Popol Vah, what kind of music? I don't even, I don't set out to do it ever. It's never mm. like a, a planned thing, but mm. it's just, I, what I mean by using it is that <clears throat> I guess because I'm so into, like when I'm listening to music, if something hits me emotionally, I I want I want to be hit by it. I yeah. want to allow it to sink in and so you know wash through me and and yeah. I want to be able to express what the reaction is to that. And in a lot of cases, it's sad. It's like a it's I'm not sad, but it's like a <clears throat> it's, be- it's beautiful yeah. and and um it's joy it's it. A lot of times for me, joy around music registers in a sad realm. Like it's just, yeah. or maybe it's sad music that brings it about or something. I, I don't know. I, I mean, think I think, like Elliot I think, Smith or yeah, something where it's like, it's music so can, like, fucking it can, beautiful. It can overcome you. you yeah, know? that's what it yeah. is. And like, and so lately when it, when it happens, it overcomes me and I let it overcome me. And it's fucking great. It's yeah. great. I start like tears start 
coming down and I, I let them and I'm, you know, yeah. I actually enjoy it and get into it as an, as a release. And yeah. it's really cathartic. It's a good practice if you can let yourself do that because that's, I mean, music for me, it always is like a little hints of that moment. Mm-hmm. And like you, then you're, you're wanting it more, you're, you know, digging deeper or right. listening in a different way to, to get that, like that spark that makes you feel kind of like, like woozy or, uh-huh. or weak, you know? But I, yeah, I mean, there's a reason funerals have music. There's a reason like. Everything know, has me, I mean, yeah. everything important has music yeah, attached to it, I yeah. think. Bur- I mean, it's celebrations, like it's, mm-hmm. it's both sides of the. It's all sides of the human condition. Like it can I be think, expressed in music easier yeah. than any other. I think it's the only form. one. I think it's the only yeah. one that can kind of capture yeah. the full range without yeah. even naming any of it. That's yeah. what's so great about it. Yeah. Like that, you you just know it's. You just feel it. You just feel yeah. the existence of the everything that can be felt. All right, that's my experience with it. Yeah, anyway. and it's varied too, in that you can be affected by music from other cultures, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's a easily shared right. thing with with almost all people right it's a universal it's universal it sounds yeah. like a little corny but it's, it's true it's you know music is my universal <laughs> truth yeah sure yeah but uh, but it's as therapy it's incredible too like mm-hmm. if you if you for me anyway it's just been yeah. amazing to like i said not set out to do it but but just allow that to be yeah what is happening uh, rather than you know the first four decades of my life or whatever where i was like oh hope nobody's looking if i you know like oh we're in a movie theater and it's i'm crying or i I feel like i want to cry i better yeah cover my face or you know i hate that shit men shouldn't have to you know men shouldn't have to be told not to cry yeah boys you know stupid what do you why do you why are we all so violent now why are men so acting out in rage because we were never allowed to express as children
personal th- then hypocrisy. Well, I think you, you. I think you had something else. Well, well I don't per, you tell yeah, me. I mean, personal. I already, I admitted to you earlier. My really bad one is the personal recycling. You know, oh, like, yeah. like setting up waste sorting bins at work, and even did that for for a living for a large company, like mm-hmm. promoting recycling and ed, like teaching, educating other people about how to do it and then uh-huh. just going home and just chucking it all and <laughs> like knowing that it's I shouldn't do it feeling bad about it the whole way going through roll after roll up paper towels just like you know not like not to excess but definitely just aware that it was not taking my not share. the right yeah thing to use for the exact if for you want task. it to be you know, yeah eco-friendly I, yeah so I'm not I'm what, what preach do you think? something and don't practice it. Okay, all. and still you Preaching, don't like yeah. you don't really separate um, recycling or yeah. I, I I'd like to sit here and tell you that I'm really gonna turn it around and make an effort. Yeah, um, and I don't know if that's like I just don't think it matters. Kind of fuck all mm-hmm. attitude about the world and the ecology, but you know. Do you think that's some of it? I mean, is that yeah, sort of I what mean, occurs to you? Is like it's it's too little, too late. Well, or? so it, it don't all people or generations have the kind of like egomaniacal sense that they're the generation that's going to see the like end of it all? Not like end times, but like some huge explosion or change of consciousness or environmental conditions. Know. Do they have like the next ice age or something is going to get unleashed and maybe it's by us? You know, I I just think that like. You want to see that, right? If that shit's going to go down. I don't know if you do. I mean, it's going to be like the worst thing ever to live through. Or it could be the best thing ever. It could be some so just cataclysm. Like fam- famine and well, war. I, and We don't know the cataclysm's going to go down that way. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, so, not not that you really want it to happen. Don't, right. don't give but me you're thinking So you think it's egomaniacal to think that we're the... Like it is going to happen for us? Yeah, like the lucky ones or something. But you don't think the actual damage that's been done since people have been talking about this compared to, like, you know? Well, I think that could be some indications that we may not have the right ideas about stuff, you know? And it may yeah. come back to bite us. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, I, and I, I know that's a little vague, but. So do, but do you, so you say you feel bad about it when you're not separating your stuff, but do you, is there some part of you is like, uh, fuck you anyway or so, like because yeah. it, it's no harder to put it there than it is to put it there right well you gotta like rinse out the clamshell thing and you don't really so like, it's, the recology is really good about recycling well you you, you've got recology good on you i live in oakland no, with waste management oh uh, waste management i was thinking that yeah the people that different. pick up my garbage the name of the company is Waste Management. They're okay. not recycling my waste, man. They're, they're managing it. Okay. That's what they're doing. I don't know. Do I you just, think there's no recycling going on? In I've been down Davis Street. I've been to the, you know, the Does pit. Does it just get dumped into the same in there. spot? I, I'm sure they're getting like the bottles and cans out. That's kind of how I feel. This is okay. happening in Marin too. So Marin Santer, I've been noticing it by place of, of work that, uh, because those are worth something. You could return yeah, them. In, yeah, I think so you, so. you got something that it's easier to recycle. So I'm not. But like, do you take those out? I do. I do. You know, for yourself. Yeah, like yeah you, for my that that's <laughs> like kind of where I draw the line, though, Justin. I don't know if that's just a weakness of mine that I can't take that extra step. But I really, I kind of don't trust the system. The yeah. Waste sorting management. 
So your feeling or recycling is like itself. You, I barely trust that. Really, like, yeah. Just getting more plastic, but you know, it's there. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Do you try to conserve? Do you try to not use no, as much? That's the other thing. Okay. I go get salads at Sprouts every day. You and do? Just like In a plastic thing? Yes. And that's the other, that's not helping, right? Yeah. Because then I'm like paying money for something I could like make myself for half the price, you know, yeah. not to get to lunch uh <laughs> specific here but you know no i know what you i'm mean. i'm just creating this waste and again in in this super intentional yeah no, but, i'm not good Very but we're all doing i mean yeah. we're all doing that by the billions you know yeah I yeah mean, that's, that's that's not helping either no now i'm like thinking about the scale of it all yeah well and, so each one of us doing it or not doing it it's sort of like the same thing with the wine you yeah. know it, which is better <laughs> doing it or not doing it yeah <laughs> Or like I heard somebody it's talking about do, exactly, yeah. which is better, plastic water bottle or no plastic water bottle? You know, we know how yeah. to make reusable water bottles. Yeah. We've been we've had them for a long time. And well, and that's the the reusable packaging idea now is coming yeah. back. And I remember like sending an article to my friend who works in for the Alameda Stop Waste Management. You know, mm-hmm. they they are trying to do better work and better education yeah. around it, and to see companies like Procter and Gamble, like selling Tide in reusable containers in markets in America. Again, like that's a new pilot. Program. Oh really? And that like, where, where do you, how do you go refill your Tide? You, you get a glass jar that has as much Tide as you need for 60 loads. And no, when it gets in, nobody empty, who uses Tide is going to fucking do that. <laughs> Nobody. Tide itself is Justin, is poisoning. The, I just think it's interesting that a company like I think Procter Gamble is trying yeah. to do that because, and I was thinking that's the only way any of this recycling shit's ever going to happen yeah. and change is if the packaging people don't well, go out big, of business. The big but companies become, have to do. It's the same way that we got rid of Styrofoam. McDonald's yeah, took the right. took the lead. Exactly. Said, we'll stop using it, and then, and then Burger King had to. And, and now it's just that? Chinese takeout restaurants. Yeah, that's the only so, place yeah. you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> and there you're guaranteed to get styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. If you go to a China, a takeout, if you get takeout at certain restaurants, even if you don't order anything that comes packaged that way they'll just put some styrofoam yeah. in, your, in the bag <laughs> just, just, just a little extra, extra yeah. padding yeah. yeah they'll pat they'll like wrap fork plastic forks in foil and put I, that in styrofoam that's that's the funny thing so i used to drive van loads of styrofoam to the one place in the bay area that would recycle clean styrofoam see that's what's interesting to me about yeah. is that you actually had the insider scoop like you I, knew uh, I found like, the one place and I filled the van up with styrofoam you cared about from it. this big box store that yeah. had all of this extra styrofoam. And instead of putting it into the compactor that would have just crushed it to bits and I wouldn't yeah. have to think about it, I would put it in a cargo van yeah. and drive it to San Jose. That's the place? That's and the only place? you pull into a lot and there's trucks backed up to a conveyor belt leading into a building. And the conveyor belt just rolled, and you put clean styrofoam on. And the conveyor all it belt was. That's took all it, it was up taking. And what do they do with it? No idea. No idea. All I know is if it was clean styrofoam, they were taking it and reusing it. Somehow. Reusing it somehow. Okay. No, absolutely no idea. But I, yeah, so better for, than landfill. So for years, I mean, that's that's the kind of work I was doing, like driving. And you were educating people about it. And yeah, you know, bales of do you plastic. Think, do you think any of it was just like straight resentment? You were just like. Maybe I do I've this done shit enough. all. Yeah, yeah like I've I do done, this yeah. all the time, and I'm seeing almost no. 
you know, yeah, it, payback. I, There's no. Uh, I'm a pretty reward. like positive person, but I gotta say, I just know. the hope, the hopelessness of of the situation just wore me out. You know, really? it's like it's something that. I wonder if that's because you saw. Like yeah, how, like how you saw what they're doing and how much work it is, yeah. and it still feels futile. Yeah, and I think that's why the change again is going to have to in, be initiated by not the consumers, really at all. At really, all. it's the companies providing the products that are being consumed, whatever they are. Is to that, the point you think where that's like, true with anything? Well, can't consumers dictate what the companies sell if they if they stop buying something? Like they don't if you don't buy that anymore. They're not. They're going to stop making it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I think there has to be a pressure put on by what's actually offered, mm-hmm. and and it's not going in the way of less packaging or no, less sure like isn't. at all. Like there's no, no trend. I know. If anything, you're you know high end means more boxes and more layers. Yeah, you've got to protect your. And, yeah. And I think Apple is a little bit to blame for that. They've sort of pioneered this it's like simplified but there's still but, a lot but of it's pretty and has all these pretty, elements yeah, and extra yeah. pieces and, packaging yeah. is like something people actually like i know there's this whole yeah. unboxing thing yeah. that people do on youtube it's very scary it's like a whole yeah. world of just watching people open shit yeah and it's, you know and there's commerce just boxes and you know it's part of the amazon deliveries like just the amount of things going in yeah that grosses uh, me out bubble mailers and well, and people, because the return policy is so good, people are like, oh, I can just send it back. Yeah. I can just send it right back. And like, don't you get what's happening each time you do that? Yeah. Like every fucking box of, that's going yeah, on a yeah. truck, on a plane, on a truck. I mean, think about how much that's grown. In, Endlessly. In it's the just last like 20, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, just package delivery. Yeah. And that alone, I've seen just in this city what it does to, to a city. But yeah. if you think about what yeah. it's doing. And I started out as a vehicle courier. I was delivering packages in a freaking mighty max pickup truck <laughs> that's awesome you know that are now full circle I mean, of course they were flats of like artwork for gap billboards mm-hmm. back before there were monitors you know 4k right. monitors where you could actually see if the the cyan color was correct on the right striped gap shirt that you're hawking on the billboard but uh-huh. you know there was no other way to get the artwork around to get approved other than so the courier. That, yeah, and then there was too big, some of them to fit on bikes, so they'd give them to me, or they were too far out in the avenues, they didn't want to go, so. Yeah, you were the guy. Drive through downtown San Francisco in my Mighty Max pickup truck with New Mexico license plates, and they'd like throw packages in there, and, and, and I'd take off, and I didn't have to have a bag, a messenger right. bag, because I had a truck. Yeah. So I just wore a guitar strap. Oh, with nice. a walkie-talkie, like two-way radio, that's right. Attached to the guitar strap because I didn't need a bag, but I needed a radio. Like you should have brought a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> just like to hold. Like the, still put guitar. the thing on the strap. <laughs> actually, have your guitar with you every yeah. delivery. There you go. Maybe a mandolin, something small. But yeah, because I would have to get boxes, like filing boxes. So, but yeah. anyway, it was like interesting to be doing like point-to-point delivery. And then now package delivery, and some of it is like same day where groceries are being delivered. Yeah, and, you know, fresh food from different mm-hmm. vendors in the city. I mean, I think just like having something delivered is like that's my right. I can have whatever I want delivered. Yeah. Postmates, you know, I'm going to get food delivered. Yeah, I'm and too people lazy. Don't, people don't question that. That's uh, I'm putting someone to work. Resources. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm putting that yeah, person to work. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't, yeah, aren't I great? Well, that, I so that's that's one of the things. I mean, that's a big part of why I like to investigate hypocrisy, yeah. both in myself and in others, is that um, 
the the justifications that we come up with to make it okay. Yeah. In what you know, in this situation, it's okay. In, in this one, I you know, yeah, I don't feel as good about it, or it's okay for this person, but not this person. Like the fact that humans can do that sort of in any situation, just doctor reality to suit yeah. their needs. But if it's like, it's is it a hypocrisy if you you know it's wrong, but you're just like. I guess you do it anyway. That is hypocrisy. But, you know, just the fact that I'm, you well, don't change your not, behavior because you know you should, so you don't anyway. Yeah, maybe it's not a hypo- It's not actually a hypocrisy if, you, if you're if you aware of it and yeah. you own it <laughs> and you're like, that's so, that's what I do. That's, yeah. You know, it's only if you're sort of claiming to be one way right, and yeah, then you're yeah. another. There we go. The very definition. <laughs> I, I was, you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm aware of it, but that doesn't make it any better or justify it. Or, you know, I can't. I can't explain it with a good reason. Right. I can explain it with like a reason or an experience yeah. of, of I why. I can excuse I, it, sort of excuse yeah, it away. Or my version of that or right. my, my excuse. Yeah, it's like. It's not like, really explaining it. It's that's just not a, an explanation. An excuse is not an explanation. Yeah. You know? You're like, Although a lot of people use it that way. Yeah. How come? Uh, because. <laughs> it's like, no, no, what's the actual reason? Because I said so. Yeah. Because I'm in charge. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's only hypocrisy if you are, you know, acting out of, out of accordance with your own supposed beliefs, you know, or you're, you're presenting one way and you're actually feeling another. Yeah. And I think that that's everybody. I mean, everybody does that on some level. I was going to say that you just described like me at work, basically. It's most everyone would, but that's why I like to look at it. And I think it's helpful for people to, to acknowledge that we all do it. And if we did less of it or if we were easier on ourselves and didn't feel the need to, you know, like be so cut and dried about everything, you know, are you, oh, are you vegetarian? Are you (laughs) vegetarian? You know, it's like, well, maybe, but it's like, fuck you. you Maybe I am today or in yesterday I ate meat and you know, it doesn't really matter. But what makes it a thing is if you make me, pick sides and then i'm like oh well you said you didn't eat meat and then i saw you you know you had french fries and they're dipped in beef towel you know that right you know that you're a fucking hypocrite like i think it's a power thing where people want want people to not get away with stuff right and i think that's like the what's become really evident I'm, i'm a little bit of a sports fan and it's like the way sports figures are treated by the media or and vice versa Mm -hmm. is is become always like a interested it's become more of an interesting situation to me where i feel like the the players themselves are realize how they're being used Mm -hmm. more because there's just more exposure to like bad meat not i'm not saying like the bad media like trump or whatever but just to like journalists and things not being like media should be like to cover something public but to make it more about pointing out someone's faults every step of the way right. or their foibles or their yeah. lack of chemistry with their team or whatever media. it might be. Yeah. It's like a, a the tabloid, the real uh, shark mentality of mm-hmm. we're going to make these people look bad or seem bad to make other people pay attention to what we're saying. Right. Because people it's are people paying like scandal. attention. So people like it and they do pay attention. So it feeds yeah. the beast and it's, I, I'm sure it's worse on cable news, things I, I don't watch or NPR, any of that shit I don't even pay attention to, mm-hmm. I, which is I'm not proud of like being like not a consumer of those those versions of 
of media, but yeah. I, I just don't. And I think like through sports, I, I see the way media is now being, it's, it's part of the story in a way it hasn't been before. There's, mm. there's a new, it's gross. Yeah. Like partner in truth, like here's truth. And then yeah. here's the media and <laughs> yeah. they're like coming to dinner together and you're like, which one am I? Yeah. Like, which truth, one I truth to doesn't again? talk very much anymore. And sometimes you'd prefer the media version of, well, of, of course, the truth. You're like, I'm not looking at that real truth. You yeah. know, so there's a, a it's usually more appealing. There's a shield or a, an entertainment value. I mean, I think, yeah. and I think you're, we're constantly trying to be entertained to some degree by life or by experiences. Hmm. You know, we're not just oftentimes sitting back. I think we're looking for, yeah. Like proactive, yeah, seeking, you know, or at least I consumption of something. Consumption of something. I just think most people are wired that way. Yeah, and again, there, yeah, there's the yogi or the monk or you know, right, someone sitting on a you know in a tree out somewhere in Mendocino or something that doesn't fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, You want to play some music? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you feel like we got, I mean, we didn't go full, full on. Yeah. We didn't get that far into the corner, but, but we, <laughs> we like, you know, we sat in the room and yeah. talked some, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you for confessing the one, that one glaring criminal. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, there's, there's more I could confess and I, you know, I shall. Do you want to? Feel well, free. I don't want to cut you off. If you no, want, no. I mean, I going. just, I, I was thinking, uh, in, and I think I'm not probably alone in this, that there is a general element of hypocrisy where people might say and do things to, to put forth like a better impression of themselves than they truly are. Of course. And I think not that everybody tries to do that, but I do think that's something that people are apt to do i think that's the main motivator yes yeah. and it's and so largely yeah. subconscious yeah i yeah i don't think it's like necessarily yeah. conscious but you and, and that's why uh, i wanted to make a show about it where we make it conscious like we yeah. just talk about it straight yeah. up hey we do this right yeah. you do this right yeah. i do that yeah, yeah. so yeah. so it takes a little bit of the weight off of it i think yeah to be to just admit it and just be like oh yeah i guess i'm fucked up in that way i'm kind yeah. of a kind of a you know, I'm sort of false in that one realm. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying fa- to be, falseness yeah, to, I'm trying yeah. to be more in line with, with the way I believe, but I'm not there yet. Right. You know? I right. think that's, and you actually go to, to the point that, of honestly. saying something or doing something and then sitting with the regret of, <laughs> of having like put that out there yeah. you know, and said something. Perhaps it'll change if you, yeah. if you vocalize it, yeah. verbalize it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, having the guts no to uh, to come do it. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I quite verbalized it, but <laughs> well, we both, we talked about some cool stuff. So, uh, All right, man. It's always good to see you. Let's jam. Let's do it. This episode of Hypocrite's Corner is brought to you by the new Heidi Ho Sensory Deprivation Hood by Mind Blinders. For walking around or out on the town, 
With the Heidi Ho sensory deprivation hood, your sense of sight, sound, smell, and taste will be immediately cut off from the outside world, eliminating all of those annoying real-life distractions. In an instant, there's even an adjustable spinal cord attachment that dulls your sense of touch. Don't worry, you'll still be able to use your devices. The Heidi Ho allows for close to full mobility and comes with an internal projection screen which can be connected to anything from your smartphone or tablet to the drone you fly over your neighbor's house. Rated the number four skull shelter in America by Tech Dicks Magazine. Now with new and improved Aura Shade to keep those nosy onlookers from getting too much of a sense of what you're not sensing. Never again will you have to let that pesky reality seep into your own private catered world. New Heidi Ho Sensory Deprivation Hood by Mind Blinders. You don't have to turn yourself inside out to keep the outside from getting in. Available in black, white, black and white, or gray. One size fits most. Just nine easy payments of $9.99. Order now while supplies last. But wait, there's more. For a limited time only, if you act fast, we'll throw in a pair of third eye blinds to be pulled down in the event of that sneaky sixth sense comes poking around. Call 999 999 Heidi ho. Lights out.